Greetings, you good podcast listeners. It is I, Sullivan, the podcast director of policy and marketing. Today we're talking about organization and technology, and oh my goodness, there is one of our team, Penelope Othmar, the principal of the Lillian Mola Gilbert School. Penelope! Penelope Othmar, over here! Yoo-hoo! There you are. And you got us a table. <laughs> a near miracle. That popular? And no maitre d' to bribe. Victory goes to those with a keen eye and uh, fast feet. Bix, the master scrum master, isn't here yet? And there's a tale to be told before he arrives. And what about the food? Oh, that has been handled. Then, shall we do the intro now? By all means. Greetings again, podcast listeners. Welcome again to an episode of How We Manage Stuff. I am Sullivan. At my right hand <laughs> is Penelope. You're just so cute about this. At my right. I am. Today, we're looking for a little insight from Management Classics in a series we call Reading Peter Drucker, My Puppets. Cute. Rip. So, what's the story of Bix? Give it to me. Well, he asked how to get here. Sure, because I don't think he's been to Washington before. No, or at least not very much. And he's not at the market yet? And therein lies the tale. I gave him detailed instructions for the subway. Which line to take, which point to transfer. Yes. And he said he wanted to make a comparison between hierarchies and markets. Which is the topic of our episode mm -hmm. today. Yes, and he said that he would pay a task rabbit crowd worker to take an Uber while he rode the subway. You do know that the entire staff of our podcast is a little, well... Geeky. Including yourself. <laughs> I had no idea. A glance at my top desk drawer would tell you that. Oh, and I will look at my next opportunity. <laughs> so let me guess about Bix. Mr. TaskRabbit has come and gone. Ms. Rabbit. And he is nowhere to be seen. Yes. Arrived, shopped, departed with a bag of organic onions and a cream cheese donut made with real lard. Really? Such things are still legal? Well, that depends. It depends on, on what you mean by legal. The District of Columbia is governed by a, a congressional committee that seems to have a fondness for dangerous items, semi-automatic weapons and high-fat pastries being only two examples. So, while we wait for Bix, shall we start the discussion? I think that wise. So, my dear disruptors... Today, we are turning again to the writings of that giant of 20th century management, Mr. Peter Drucker. And every time we mention him, I feel the shock of his neglect, the current generation. And we're going to return to his classic 1949 book, Concept of the Corporation. Oh, so foundational. And we're going to look at a question he poses in the book. Is there a conflict between production for profit and production for use, he asks. What is the relationship between the corporation's criterion and yardstick of institutional efficiency, which is profit, and society's criterion of economic efficiency, which is getting the greatest amount of production at the lowest cost? This is what we're considering? Yes. Production for profit versus production for use? Right. Tiffany's versus Walmart? High return on investment versus mass market? And that is where you and I part ways. We're looking at an idea that is a little deeper and a little more modern, and... Oh, isn't that Mr. Bix over there, Bix? Oi, Bix, Bix? over here. Bix. And I never thought I would find you. How long have you been here? Twelve minutes and thirty-seven seconds. A precision that does not surprise. You see, I was going to prove the superiority of market models for management over hierarchies. 
Is the task rabbit still here? Oh, no, she has departed with food in hand. I was going to compare times, but I'll catch her online. She came in an Uber car, which is market-based, and I rode the subway, which has a hierarchical manager. Right. Because I bought my own book, for Peter Drucker Day. Oh, this is exciting. What did you bring? It's a The Cathedral and the Bazaar. Excellent choice. Eric Stephen Raymond, 1997. You've heard of it? <laughs> of course. One of the early articulations of the open source model for software development. Well, I, I thought that the author... Well, he you know, has uh, a reputation in some quarters, of course. But if we waited for all our ideas to be delivered to us by angels trailing clouds of glory, we'd have nothing to discuss. For only the most spiritual of us would know anything at well, all. Well, sure. And the broken shard reflects the light most brilliantly, Mr. Bix. It always does. Right. So, where do you wish to start? Well, he is comparing two kinds of organizations for creating software. He calls the first the cathedral style. It's a very hierarchical style of management. Which would be appropriate. What do you mean? Well, the word hierarchy originally described the organization of angels. Really? Celestial hierarchy by Dionysus the Areopagite. Huh. But we can assume that Mr. Raymond is talking about corporate or military-style organizational structure. The kind we see pictured on conventional org charts. That would have been more familiar to him. Right. Sure. And what is the second kind of structure, the kind he categorizes as a bazaar? These are markets. They involve a lot of people. There isn't a real hierarchy, and people compete to add code to the software. This is the way a lot of projects now work on GitHub and uh, other software repositories. So, perhaps to put it in the context of your little experiment today, you would say that the subway system has a hierarchical management. Yeah, yeah. A boss who has assistants that oversee project managers who oversee uh, workers. A little simplified, but the idea is sound. And you see Uber as the market model. Yeah. Customers put jobs on the app, drivers bid on them, the market puts the two together. And you were going to argue that the market model was more efficient because it was faster. Uh-huh. The task rabbit. She was supposed to get here before I did. And she has come and gone, my friend. Come and, and gone. Dicks, this is so lovely for today. Because it raises so many interesting questions, such as the divergent forms of capitalization. How do you mean? The subway relies on capital that has been acquired for a specialized purpose. No one else can drive vehicles on those tracks. Can they, Mr. Bix? Uh, no. You finish with your lunch? Uh, excuse me, ma'am? You finish with your lunch because we're looking for a table. No, ours has not arrived yet. Not arrive. And you're not supposed to take a table until you have your lunch. That's what oh, the sign Oh, there's says. our food. <laughs> it's been sitting at the pickup counter. You shouldn't take the table if you don't have lunch. Just not right. Uh, right. Uh, thank you, ma'am. And here we are, colleagues. Specialty of the house. Which is... Looks like the rib sandwich. With homemade potato chips. Uh, which is exactly what it is. Seems a little lowbrow for you guys. Everything in its place, sir. Everything in its place. Even though potato chips do not have their own fork in the standard service a la russe, they are not a second-class food. Well, they just need uh, to be appreciated in the appropriate setting. Which is what? Well... Here, for example, in sporting events and almost any event at which it is appropriate for a bearded man to wear shorts. While we eat, may we finish the discussion of Mr. Bix's book, The Cathedral and the Bazaar? Yeah, sure. Now, you're viewing it as describing a managerial structure. Uh, uh, we just saw it here. What do you mean? You know, I think you're right. Well, the cafe could have managed these tables. I had someone, had a list, keep tabs, even charged people. But by setting up a simple market with a few rules, 
you have to have your food, you have to leave once you're done, you have to bust your dishes. Yeah, that's right. And in the process, everyone starts thinking about capital differently. No, I mean, they don't start thinking differently. Capital is capital. They stop thinking about these tables as being owned by the restaurant and more as a common good, something that everyone can claim. But they always were. Yes, I mean, nothing has changed about these tables and chairs, but people think about them differently. Okay. Can I ask, are you going to finish your potato chips? This is where production for profit and production for use comes in. Come again? Yes, we, we discussed this before you came. You're leaving the chips, right? It took industry years, probably two decades, to start to think about software as a product and, like all products, should generate a profit for those who made it. But that was before market management. Bizarre. Now, we make so much of it through open source projects with market management. Yes, exactly. Yes. That, that has encouraged us to think of software as a product and product that needs to be used. Getting the product to the largest audience becomes the most important and profit, profit comes from other work. Configuration, customization, training. I don't wish to intrude, but the, the chips, they seem underutilized in the current market situation. <laughs> exactly. So you are telling me that Peter Drucker understood open source like back in what? 1949. There are people who are starting to covet our table. And perhaps we best address the final dispensation of the chips. No, no, no. Drucker described a business environment and the forces within that environment. He didn't always see the consequences of those forces, but he gave us important insights into those consequences. Are you done with your table yet? Good madam. Can you not see that she has some potato chips left? And in particular, different management styles force us to see capital in different ways. So that is why we read Peter Drucker. Yes, it is. And I look forward to continuing this discussion on Mr. Raymond and his book, The Cathedral and the Bazaar. I believe the time has come to surrender our table. So here we are. This is Penelope Othmar of the Lillian Moeller Gilbert School for Disruptive Innovation. And Sullivan from PR. And Vix, the master scrubmaster. Reading Peter Drucker, my poppets. Take care. I shall carry out the duties of the copyright notice. You should subscribe to How We Manage Stuff through iTunes or Facebook or our website, howwemanagestuff.com, or LinkedIn or Tumblr or wherever fine podcasts are sold. In addition to Peter Drucker's concept of the corporation, we read The Cathedral and the Bazaar by Eric Raymond. It is widely available on the internet. This is episode 17710 and is copyright 2017 by Jaggy LLC, David Allen Greer, all rights reserved.